Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Joe Riccardi, a pastor from our Lincoln Park location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast. And instead, we'll be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. We pray it will be a benefit and an encouragement to your day. So this is The Daily Cut, and I'm Joe Riccardi. It is good to be with you all. Once again, I do hope and pray that uh, during this uh, very unique season um, in our life, uh, in our world, you are doing well and, and trusting in Christ and you are sensing his provision for your life. And we do hope that these devotionals have been an encouragement uh, to your walk, that you've enjoyed listening to them and maybe even passing them on uh, to someone in your life that could benefit from them. You never know how God might use his word and even just a, a few minute devotional to encourage someone and meet with someone. So we pray that always that the Lord would bless these and uh, his people would be encouraged in their walks uh, with him and that maybe others would be intrigued to want to know this God that we worship and love. So it's our belief going back to Psalm 1 uh, that it really is that the word of God that sustains us. That's what keeps us going. We need to be nourished by the word of God. We need our souls to be reminded every day of the promises we have in scripture, right? I love that verse in Second Peter where Peter talks about we've been given these promises to, uh, to sustain us in our faith. Um, these very great and precious promises Second Peter 1 talks about. Um, and so uh, let's be a people that take hold of them and cling to them. So today... I'll be sharing for one of the most aspirational set of verses we have in the New Testament for every Christ follower. It's the trajectory God wants for each of our lives. He wants our lives to be moving more and more towards experiencing what is declared in these verses. We will need the help of the Holy Spirit to do a deep work in us. But we do have the promise, speaking of promises that God has given us, well, you have the promise in Matthew 7 uh, from what is referred to as the Sermon on the Mount, which, by the way, will be the next series that we will be preaching on at Park starting April 26th. I hope you'll uh, be joining us for that. When Jesus says in Matthew 7, if you then, referring to us who are evil, so comparing the heart of God uh, to our own hearts, if we then, uh, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to our children— how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So there it is. There's the promise. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who will ask him? So even before I read these verses, we ask our Father who is in heaven, Lord, we want the truth of what Paul proclaims and experiences to be a reality in our lives. Father, you tell us you are eager to give good things to those who ask. So we just repeat back to you what you promise. And we are asking you to make Philippians 1, 19 through 21. So Philippians chapter 1, verses 19 through 21 to be the experience of our life with you. So before I read those verses, let me just pray. Lord, do bless um, these few moments together in your word. Uh, pray uh, that these verses uh, would be truly become more and more of a reality in our lives, God, as you're stripping more and more things away from us in this season. God, we pray that what we read in Philippians 1, 19 through 21 would be the cry of our hearts. So do that work in our hearts, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. 
So here, let me read these uh, three verses to us. Paul writes in Ephesians or Philippians 1, uh, verse 19 through 21. For I know that through your prayers and the help of the spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So there it is. Uh, some, uh, especially honing in on verse 20, but then most especially verse 21. So Paul opens up with verse 19 that through your prayers, so the prayers, Paul is ever mindful that the prayers of God's people, right? Through your prayers, Paul says, Paul's in prison as has been told to you in the preceding broadcast. Paul writes this. This is called one of the prison epistles. So Paul writes this from a prison cell. Um, he's in prison for his faith. He wasn't in prison for committing a crime. He was in prison for his faith. And he writes that through your prayers, ever mindful of the prayers of God's people and the significant role they play and the help of the spirit of Jesus Christ. So we pray, and as the spirit of Jesus Christ blesses those prayers, Paul writes, this will turn out for my deliverance. Commentators go back and forth. I'm not gonna really hone in on uh, what kind of deliverance is Paul talking about here? Is he talking about deliverance from um, being in jail? Is he pleading, oh, this is gonna turn out for my deliverance? That, that was Paul's greatest goal in life? It wasn't. Or was it turning out for his deliverance that he, he yearned for the day where he would be delivered into eternal life with, uh, with Jesus? So commentators go back and forth on those. I'm not going to kind of, uh, really spend time on that. But then he, then he, then he talks about in verse 20, um, though I would lean towards the latter, not the former. Uh, Paul's thinking of his ultimate deliverance from this life into the world to come. Verse 20, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. So Paul had this uh, drive in his heart that he wouldn't look back and, and see shame. He wouldn't look back and say, look at the regret I have while I was in prison and how I... Um, how I handle myself, how I didn't make much of Christ. He, he didn't want that. He wanted to look back and say, no, there was no shame. He wanted Christ to be honored in his body. He wanted Christ to be made much of, whether by life or by death. That's what Paul's aspiration was. No matter the circumstance the Lord had placed in him in, right? He knew God was ultimate. And so in his current situation or in any situation, he wanted Christ to be honored in his body. That through his living or through his dying, Christ would be on display. As I record this right now obviously if you're listening to it real time uh, we're in the middle of a uh, an epi pandemic right now in the middle of uh, 
this coronavirus pandemic, the whole world is on shutdown. This could be a similar prayer of ours, right? Father, in light of the situation I'm in right now, I don't want to look back one day when this might be over with and be ashamed. I want to have full courage now and as always that God, you would be honored in my body. Even as I live through this pandemic, no matter where you've placed me in God, I want you to be glorified. So whether by living or by dying, right? Maybe someone's listening to this who has COVID-19. I don't want to suspect uh, there aren't Christ followers who are listening to this right now, right? I say with deep humility, right? That you, that Christ would be honored. And maybe it's, maybe it's something else, right? Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's an accident that we're suffering, uh, that, that's causing us to, to see that our days are numbered. And, and so we want Christ to be honored. That's the goal. That's, that, that's, that's the trajectory of our lives that we want to see Christ honored. That people would make much of Christ, uh, whether we live, or, or by death. And Paul was facing death because people wanted to kill him for his faith. And so I don't know if many, many of us here in Chicago are facing that right now. There might be listeners across the globe uh, that might be facing that reality. But whatever it may be, the hope and prayer is that Christ would be honored. And here it is, this famous, famous verse from verse 21. Um, I feel like uh, I'm indebted to pastor uh, a pastor uh, who's preached so much on this, and uh, it's one of his uh, trademarks in life. Um, he talks uh, this talks about this verse often. Uh, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Um, he talks about really this being, and it's affected me a lot. This is being the essence of worship. So, for Paul, Paul wrote, "For to me is to live is Christ. If I am going to live, I am going to live to make much of Christ." He is the reason for my living. He is my joy. He is above everything. Here, uh, he is why I live. Um, here, here's the, the pastor I was referring to, John Piper, says it this way. Um, here's another little sloganeering way to say it. Worshiping Christ above all is wanting him above all. This is radical because doing the stuff like preaching or singing is easy. Feeling with authentic desire that Christ is more of a treasure than an iPad is hard. At least for some people it is. Or more desire than family or more than strange love here. More desire than help. More desire than finishing career. More to be desired than anything supremely valuable in your inner experience is impossible. This is a work of divine, regenerating, sanctified grace which puts, puts us on our faces, crying out to God over and over, oh God, make yourself real to me. Make yourself precious to me. That's the end of the quote. And so this is the posture of our hearts that we pray like Paul prayed, Lord, make this a reality in my heart that I could truly say for to me to live is Christ and that to die is gain, right? Right? 
We want this to be our experience that Christ is better than anything, even being for most of us in lockdown mode where we can't experience uh, the spring uh, here in Chicago. We can't be out. We can't be doing so many things that we just felt like were so essential to our living. Um, we're not in a prison. Uh, at least most of us probably aren't. Paul, like I said, was in a little prison. We, we feel like we might be in a prison, stuck in our apartments all day or our homes all day. Um, but even in this situation, we, we, we want to be able to say like the Apostle Paul, for to me to live is Christ. So God, this is where you have me. God, do a work in my life by your spirit so that you would be enough. Now, Paul pressed on, right, to keep, he, he didn't acquire it. It wasn't like he got to a point in his life and he said, I'm there, I've accomplished this goal. Because we read this um, in verse Philippians 3, which we're going to get to later on, Paul talks about um, in Philippians 3.8, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So everything was compared as loss compared to knowing Christ. He talks about uh, the, he talks about suffering the loss of all things in order that I may be gaining Christ, that I, in order that I may gain Christ. He talks about in verse nine of chapter three and be found in Him, and then he talks about in verse ten that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection, and then in verse ten and verse twelve of chapter three says, "Not that I've already obtained this." Or am already perfect, but I press on. There it is. But I press on to make it my own because Christ has made me his own. Because we as Christ followers, we belong to him. So now we press on in our daily lives to know him, to draw close to him, right? You've heard us say, if you've been listening to any of our sermons or podcasts, that we want to be able to look back on this season. We don't know. Again, God's ultimate. We don't know when the season's going to end. We don't know what the new season will look like. But we do want to look back and say, Lord, I knew you. I drew close to you. And then Paul has that statement uh, that he says, and to die is gain. To die is gain. So Paul realized uh, that no matter what all the joys and experience of, of uh, this life may be. And Paul didn't have the experiences most of, us, most of us have in this. We could read what he wrote in 2 Corinthians to talk about uh, what he endured for the sake of the gospel. Um, but Paul saw dying as gaining because that would mean what? That would mean what? That would mean being with Christ. That would mean there is no more any need for faith or any need for hope, because that would all be experienced in the person of Christ, right? Faith would no longer be needed. And so Paul saw dying was gaining because it would mean to be with Jesus. And he says that as well. And again, I don't want to steal the thunder of who, who might be coming next in, in, in Philippians, but he says that in the, in the in, in, I think will be in the next couple of verses when he says, I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. So he says, I am hard pressed. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. He realized um, the life that which is to come is far better than the life that he was experiencing now. But he realized he had a work to do. 
still in this life. And so may that be, friends, um, the posture of our hearts that, Lord, I have a work to do here. And until you deem that day that you want me home, and I anticipate that day. So, God, in my heart, I pray that you would just increase my affections for the life with Christ, God. And even um, I see that even if that's what's happening right now, you're who wants to live in a world like this? Right? I think most of us would say we don't want to live in a world like this. So if nothing else, if this pandemic is creating in us a desire, right? Because we're told this is uh, here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that which is to come. So if this pandemic is increasing in us the desire to be with Christ, praise God for it. Praise God for it. So, But help our hearts to see that to be with Jesus uh, is gain and that we would have in our hearts uh, an increasing desire to be with him. As I bring this to a close, and maybe you're listening and you're thinking, what? Are you kidding me? This seems incredibly aspirational or only for some super spiritual, even paid Christians, Joe, like you. It's, it's actually not. It's the Lord's desire that every one of us listening who are, who are born of God would grow. Just like I quoted earlier from Philippians 3.12, when Paul says, not that I have obtained it, but I press on, right? We keep, we keep pressing on. We keep striving in our faith. And then we need to be reminded that we are grace-dependent people, right? Apart from God's grace, none of us could say what Paul says and experience what Paul experiences. We need to come before our God and even confess Lord, our hearts aren't there, or I just love the things of the world so much. We don't need to pretend before him, but we need to pray and petition him. Lord, help me. Open the eyes of my heart that I will behold the wonders of Jesus. May the glory of the cross and the reality of a resurrected Savior who loves me and who reigns right now remind me that he's for me and that he's majestic and holy. And may that become sweeter and sweeter so that I would worship you, Lord, in a way that's honoring to you. Let's just pretend for a moment everything was back to the new normal and you can fly anywhere, go anywhere. And I said to you right now, every listener to this podcast right now who sends me an email, I will give an offer to you of either an all expense paid round trip vacation to Maui, a whole seven days, hotel, food, you name it, or seven day round trip vacation to Detroit. What would you pick? Um, what would you pick? Do you have to think long about it? I'm not looking to say anything bad about Detroit here, but I suspect you wouldn't have to think at all about it. You wouldn't have to think long about which one would you take. Why? Because your heart is captured by the beauty of Hawaii and all that she offers, right? It's, it's been captured. Well, we need a work of God in our hearts, so that we would be captured by the beauty of Christ and that everything would pale in comparison to all that we have in him and that we too, oh, by God's grace could say, like the Apostle Paul, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
and that we would get about doing all the work he has for us on this life until he calls us home for his timing is perfect for our lives. So amen. Lord, help us. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. I do hope it was a little bit of an encouragement to your day. The Lord bless you and the Lord make his face to shine upon you wherever you may be. We'll be back tomorrow for another short devotional. So stay tuned.